Well, greetings, my friend. This is the Monty Man from Take 12 Recovery Radio with a very special broadcast that I thought I would bring out of our archives. This is from 2011 when we did a very informative show on the history of Alcoholics Anonymous with the world's foremost authority on AA history, Mr. Dick B. So I wanted to present this to you for download and for your pleasure and for some great information. The topic was, So You Think Drunks Can't Be Cured. So without further ado, here is the AA History Show from 2011 with AA historian Dick B. The views expressed on this broadcast of the AA History Show with AA historian Dick B. do not necessarily reflect the opinions of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting or its affiliates. KHLT is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now the author of over 30 books of accurate study and investigation into the history of Alcoholics Anonymous, Mr. Dick B. Aloha, this is Dick B., and I'm an active recovered member of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. And welcome to our weekly talks here on KHLT Recovery Broadcasting on the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Uh, I'm coming to you from uh, Maui with this week's show. I'm a writer, a historian, a Bible student, a retired attorney, and a recovered AA. Uh, as to each of these shows, we'll be covering some aspect of early AA history. And when I say some aspect, I mean almost every aspect, because almost every aspect needs to have light shining on it uh, after some 75 years in which AAs and other 12-step people have really had very little information about the roots and the history and the successes and cures of their early program. So you think drunks can't be cured? Question mark. That was a concept that I would not heard of, but it was developed by a young man, Richard Kay, from Massachusetts, who worked with me uh, for quite some time on the history of AA. And it's his uh, book by that name uh, ha- contains on the front of it a picture of one of the drafts of the original uh, first edition of the big book, and it shows a man and a bottle, and the words Alcoholics Anonymous in red, and then it says, Their Pathway to a Cure. Now, in his book, uh, Richard wrote the following in his foreword. This volume contains hundreds of media articles published between the late 1930s. Every one of them enthusiastically states the belief in an endorsement of early AA cure. These press clippings include quotes and writings from reporters, nationally syndicated columns, families of ex-alcoholics, early members, and the founders themselves. And he says it's important to note that our New York office knows very well of these articles as they have had scrapbooks printed that were filled with this material. 
These scrapbooks have been cataloged, but they're not listed on any literature ordering list, and their very existence is never mentioned. Why? The responses to the original articles were fantastic, as thousands of people clamored to their telephones, post offices, and the nearest AA public relations office, demanding to fill out more information on this cure. AA membership exploded, and the resulting successes were extraordinary. Who is one to say that this cannot happen again? With the release of accumulated materials such as this collection, it is hopeful that future AAs will be inspired to investigate our history and to embrace the ideas of our early movement and find the answer that has all but eluded us for over 50 years. Let us always remember the golden text of early AA as stated by our co-founder, William Griffith Wilson, and I'm, I would add parenthetically that that statement can be and is found on page 191 of the Alcoholics Anonymous uh, textbook. Uh, and I'm speaking of the latest edition, the fourth edition. And there, Bill uh, made the statement, which is in quotes, Henrietta, the Lord has been so wonderful to me, curing me of this terrible disease, that I just want to keep telling, talking about it and telling people. And I also, when I was in New York, uh, investigating the uh, archives at AA, I ran across this tape uh, by Will, Bill Wilson to T. Henry and Clay Clarice Williams, dated December 12, 1954. And Bill said to uh, T. Henry and Clarice, God knows we've been simple enough and gluttonous enough to get this way, but once we got this way, it was a form of lunacy which only God Almighty could cure. Now, Dr. Bob was much more emphatic about the basis for the cures. He explained in his a major address at Detroit in 1948, we already had the basic ideas, though not in person tangible form, we got them, as I said, as a result of our study of the, of the good book. We must have had them. We were maintaining sobriety, therefore we must have had them. Now, the interesting thing is that Richard has, in this book, set forth articles, and I am going to simply flip through some of them and tell you exactly either their headlines or what they say. Uh, his first article is from the Courier Journal of, uh, and it is titled, So You Think Drunks Can't Be Cured. And it starts out and it says, uh, several months ago, a young Indian, Indianapolis salesman, Colin Smith, but that's not his name, who had been hitting the bottle heavily, was persuaded to try a cure at a sanatorium. Just before going, however, he privately decided he didn't want to be cured. He proceeded to fill up to the gills. He arrived at the sanatorium drunk, so full of fight they wouldn't let him in. 
Most drunks are smart when managing their drinking. Smith was no exception. He drank to keep out of the sanitarium. A few days later, Smith saw a piece in the paper. It told a group of reformed topers who helped other topers to quit. They called themselves Alcoholics Anonymous. Smith astutely hid the article. He didn't want his wife reading it. Smith wanted no bother from others about his drinking. He was bothered enough himself. But note, Smith didn't destroy the article. He hid it. Deep beneath the burning urge for liquor lay a tiny secret desire to quit drinking. So every once in a while, Smith took the paper out and read it, covertly, almost guiltily, for his problem was a personal one, so private and unique that surely no preacher or doctor or relative could ever understand it. The article hinted, however, that another drunk might understand what Smith was facing. Smith needed courage. He loaded up the booze and called the newspaper uh, for information on the AA Society. No soap. Alcoholics, uh, no soap, Anonymous. He raised hell, and only as a strong, young drunk can raise it. The editor finally gave him a phone number, and he called the number, and the man asked, are you really an alcoholic? Sure am, answered the voice heartily. And so he said, talk to me. The most terrible ever to afflict a man, state Smith. But they all run to a pattern. I, as a former drunk, can point out a man taking his first beer at a tavern and tell you to, uh, tell you to a T just what he'll do with it. I often tell a prospect how I drank. For 12 years, the last three, the hardest. And then he points, goes on to say, pretty soon I didn't want to eat. I'd go along seven or eight days without food, business as usual. I couldn't call on my customers, so I'd stay in my hotel room, call by phone between drinks, and have a public steno take down the conversations. From city to city, I'd hire a man to drive my car. I'd go broke. Pawn my suit, my typewriter, the tires on my car. Yes, I have plenty of experiences to swap. Well, it tells the story that this man was cured. And then uh, the next story uh, is titled, They Cure Themselves by Helping Others, The Story of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now, these are clippings from newspapers, and these clippings were purchased by Rick from General Services in New York. And he's highlighted down the page of the article a group that cured itself. Nevertheless, there are in Kansas City some 90 men and women formerly regarded by their relatives and friends as hopeless in their drinking habits who have cured themselves, or who have, to quote themselves, checked the job to God, and found it would work that way, where it wouldn't any other way. And then there's a clipping here, from the American Clipping Service, and from the Eagle in New York. And the headline is, Rummy's Now Cured. Tell How It Was Done. 
Alcoholics Anonymous find strength in each other to beat John Barleycorn. And it begins, Not once in all the centuries that confirmed alcoholism has tortured men and women has anything been discovered which compares with Alcoholics Anonymous. The loosely jointed group of self-styled rummies who have found they can be saved by themselves. And the story goes on as to the technique of Alcoholics Anonymous. The next story, oddly enough, is from the Denver Post in Colorado. And its headline is, Rock Rockefeller Helps to Cure Alcoholics. And it says, John D. Jr. is revealed as a financial backer of a secret organization which regenerates habitual drunkards into useful citizens. And alongside it is the uh, details of the article. And the next is an, ar uh, is an article from the Christian Science Monitor. Uh, Thursday, August 17, 1939, and it says, Books on the Desk, Alcoholics Anonymous, Works Publishing Company, it's a review of the first edition, the true stories of more than 150 men who have re rehabilitated themselves after addiction to alcohol by following the plan of one man five years ago make up this book. Unique among the books that have come to this desk in many a year, the volume presents drama that is more vital than fiction. The men and women whose records are included recognize their failing as an illness like any other, and from that standpoint of understanding commenced their cures. The procedure they followed, which is present in detail, presented in detail, does not consist of any mystical or hocus-pocus methods, but one distinguished by common sense. We recommend the book to anyone addicted or the families of each. The next article is reprinted from the Illinois Medical Journal, and it's in a column by a man named Llewellyn. Uh, in, his, in his column, Oranges and Maplewood, and Rick has uh, highlighted this portion. At any rate, they know there are two million chronic drunkards in the United States, and that of the cases handled by Alcoholics Anonymous, 60% are cured, while institutions can only show results of 1.5% cured. Now, the next article is from a Cleveland Plain dealer, and this is the uh, article by Elric Davis, Davis on October 21, 1939. And I might add, someone has modified that article, but this is a picture of the original article itself. And uh, in the third column is the black-faced subhead, Cured. The basic point about Alcoholics Anonymous is that it is a fellowship of cured alcoholics and that both old-line medicine and modern psychiatry had agreed on this one point, that no alcoholic could be cured. Repeat the astounding fact. These are cured. They have cured each other. 
They have done it by adopting with each other's aid what they call a spiritual way of life. Incurable alcoholism is not a moral vice. It is a disease. No dipsomania drinks because he wants to. And then under further in the next column, prayer. These are the alcoholics that Alcoholics Anonymous cures. Cure is impossible until the victim is convinced that nothing he or a cure hospital can do can help him. He must know that his disease is fatal. He must be convinced that he is hopelessly sick of body and mind and soul. He must be eager to accept help from any source, even God. And the next page uh, is from the New York Post of February 9th, 1940. Uh, the headline is, 60 on the wagon and room for more. Alcoholics Anonymous say willpower conquers. And it reads as follows. A group of earnest men and women who've been working together for four years told their story something about their activities today. The group is known as Alcoholics Anonymous. Sixty of them were guests at last night at a dinner given at the Union Club by John D. Rockefeller. The men and women in the group have cured themselves by determination and willpower and by a mental attitude which may best be described as one akin to awakening of a deeply religious feeling, said an announcement of the dinner. Are there other articles? I'm certainly not reading them all. But this one is from a column by Beatrice Fairfax, and its headline is Alcoholics Anonymous, An Unusual Liquor Cure. And it talks about uh, an informal group of 500 men in whom John D. Rockefeller Jr. had been interested. And in one of the columns it says, The hardest part of the cure is, of course, in the initial stages. When alcohol is in the human system, it cries out for additional rations. If it were not so tragic, there would be something funny in the fact that as long as a lady, as a body contains alcohol, the Oliver Twist, it asks for more. So successful has been this movement that certain physicians are looking into the working principles. It goes without saying that the movement appeals only to patients who want to be cured and is out of the question for those who prefer to be to a, uh, prefer uh, a sodden existence. The next page has several stories uh, from the Los Angeles Herald Express, March 25th, 1940, and the one I'm looking at has a uh, a picture of the star Raleigh Helmsley of Cleveland, and it says Helmsley tells how he defeated liquor. Chicago, April 17th, by Frank Gibbons. Raleigh Helmsley, the M the Indian catcher, who in one year has staged a personal reform, which has amazed the sports world, today said he was sure. He was sure he was through drinking forever 
and wanted it known so that it might be so that he might sell help someone else. And then it, uh, further on it says, just what personal or mental problem was solved for him, Hems, Helms, Hemsley refused to divulge. But he repeated that he is convinced now that the cure is complete. I'm telling all this because I'm sure I can help somebody else who can't leave the bottle alone. And then he said, I read the Bible some every day and spend a short time in the morning in meditation. The catcher revealed. Don't think this is a prohibition movement because, as I said, it says in our books we have no objection to people drinking who can handle it. Next page. I know the these are from all over the nation. This is an article from the Houston Press, again about Hemsley. And this was a series of articles, and Rick has highlighted this. Publication in the press of six articles some weeks ago on Alcoholics Anonymous, an organization of some 500 ex-drunks who had cured themselves of drinking by a method of their own aroused wide interest and many inquiries. Houston, as a result, now has an affiliated group. Regarding the accompanying statement about Raleigh Humsley, Cleveland Indians catcher, the Houston leader, said, Mr. Anonymous said, it is typical of the cure. And on the next page, the Cleveland Plain Dealer of April 18, 1940. It's a picture uh, of Helmsley, and it says, Group of Reformed Alcoholics cured him of habit that jeopardized a job, said Helmsley. The next page says, A Year Without a Drink. Hemsley credits two, two strangers with the cure. And the next page. Alcoholics Anonymous article stirs inquiries. Some weeks ago, this column published an account of a new cure for alcoholism and made the statement, if your husband, fiancé, or father is on two intimate terms with John Barleycorn, Alcoholics Anonymous may be the solution. And later on, it goes without saying, that an alcoholic must wish sincerely to be cured of the habit. The sodden type who will match any drink, uh, match, who will snatch at any drink for a moment's release from the realities of everyday life is not a risk, a good risk. For a cure, courage is required and the ability to take life that is doled out to one on the chin. Uh, Next article, Night and Day, by Ted Bertham. Uh, it says, Any alcoholic who can join, who is willing to seek his or her deliverance from the crazy thraldom of thirsts and binges and mornings after, by turning to a power greater than himself or herself, there are no dues no initiation fees, no pledges. You have to agree to try God. And you make a sort of pact with God. You agree that if he cures you, you will devote all your spare time the rest of your life to helping other chronic alcoholics to cures. 
via him. And more. Alkies from any walk of life may join. Meetings are held weekly in anyone's home, and non-Alkies may attend. There is a cure plan of 12 steps. First is the turning to God or toward God, with or without a form of religious affiliation. Then comes the public confession that you, the individual Alki, are to blame for all your wretchedness and misfortunes and craving, and that no one else is to blame. Then you ask God to forgive you for all the persons you have ever hurt or wronged, and if possible, you beg the forgiveness of the persons themselves. One of the theories of the cure is that only a chronic drunk understands another chronic drunk, and that by exchanging ideas at the informal meetings, each accepts not the ideas of a drinker or an occasional drinker, but of another long-experienced sot. It is the theory of sustaining each other through pooling their expert understanding. And then, this SOS is a great boon. Some who have been, who has been there, him, someone who has been there himself or herself, comes over and the jittery and <laughs> and sees the jittery one through until the craving passes. It's above all else the mystery of faith. The eyes to see the flower and the seed and the butterfly and the caterpillar on Christ in each other's booze ravaged faces and to be one with another. Next page. Headline, Arkansas Democrat. An unusual program at the Exchange Club. Alcoholics Anonymous, an organization devoted to the cure of alcoholism, remained anonymous today, even though one of its members booked the Little Rock Exchange Club at the Albert Pike Hotel. He had asked the club from an un unnamed room of the building, his talk being delivered through a loudspeaker in a club room. And he said, to be cured, an alcoholic must find a new way of life. He can't find it blinded and confused, the speaker said. He must have a better understanding of his problems, his un unhappiness. He must have an intelligent understanding, help, and must be directed into a new way of life. His present habits, which are motivated by alcohol, must be replaced with new habits, habits which have another and higher direction. And there are more on the same page. On the next page is mortgage money used for liquor. That's by our friend Beatrice Fairfax, writing in, in a Kentucky newspaper. And it says at the bottom, Try and get your sister interested in Alcoholics Anonymous. It is working many cures among chronic inebriates, and she may be able to persuade her husband to take the treatment. Next page, several articles. One of them in the Christian Herald from New York. And it says, Witnesses, there's a book on alcohol you should read. It's published by the Alcohol Foundation. The unnamed alcoholics write their own stories, and those stories are dynamite. Two-thirds of them, they claim, have laid the foundation for permanent recovery. More than half of us had had no relapse at all after treatment, despite the fact that we had often been 
pronounced incurable. How were they cured? The message is simple. First of all, they admitted that they were powerless to overcome alcohol by themselves. Second, they came to believe that a power greater than themselves could restore us to sanity. Third, they made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. There is more to the cure, but that's the heart of it. Next page. In an Arkansas paper. A Cure for a Curse. A book review. It says, medical science has never found a cure for the disease. The doctors have long been baffled by it. However, they do recognize the value of the treatment outlined in this book. The medical fraternity acknowledges that no other system has ever been proven 100% effective. And then it goes on. It's an old remedy known to the earliest philosophers and was best outlined about 20 centuries ago. It is a cure, which may be regarded as miraculous. But if one understands and recognizes the sources of the cure, then it becomes wonderfully simple. Although it's an efficient remedy, the book presents the facts in such modern, up-to-date language that there can be no mistaking nor misunderstanding of its application. And what is this unfailing cure? Your reviewer confesses his inability to concisely set forth that which the book as so well explains. Furthermore, it's not properly within the province of a book reviewer to discuss the plot of the story, especially a story which is so well handled. However, if the reader will approach the book with an open mind, there will be found irrefutable proofs to every argument which may be raised against it. On the next page, and the New Milford Times, and uh, the title is New Type of Reclamation Service Being Undertaken at Jory Farm Under Direction of a Psychiatrist. And way down at the bottom, the only real cure for the alcoholic is to be found within himself in his mind is thinking. Only two requirements are necessary. He must want to find the cure with a passion above and beyond anything else in his life, and it must be taught how to find it. And next page. Two-thirds of alcoholics members are cured or placed on the road to complete recovery. It's an article by William L. Ryan. And he wrote, most of what I wanted to say has already been said. All I can say now is that I've just passed my first Christmas holidays sober for years, and I'm deeply grateful. And if this newcomer is on the road to being cured, he's just one of hundreds on record. And down farther, in many cases, the question period brought out, it's recommended that alcoholics have some sort of hospitalization to serve as a punctuation mark in his drinking before he takes up the Alcoholics Anonymous. At any rate, it's good to have a sufficient period of relaxation and quiet preceding his earnest effort to make good on a permanent cure. Another article in the Detroit News. Also, at several different times came letters telling of a club called Alcoholics Anonymous where cures were brought about by those who had lived or were living through the same experience and who understood the suffering 
and the special lives of a, a special lines of appeal that would meet with response. And another article from the Sunday Times in the Chicago on the next page, a column by Cedric Adams in the Minneapolis Star Journal. Alcoholics Anonymous, the, the national self-help group of one-time drinkers, has organized a local chapter and are now standing, extending the right hand of fellowship and offers of assistance to any man or woman who wants, sincerely wants to quit drinking. And all the group asks is cooperation after one has achieved aridity to extend the same kind of help to others. It's amazing how unselfish the demands, the attitude of the so-called cured drinker is, too. He's sincerely anxious to help the lush or what society calls the heavy tipper. Next page. Alcoholics cost town at least 500 a week, Miss Hayton says. And it's an article by William Ryan. William L. Ryan, the man with independent income or with a family in a position to take care of him has an even chance for recovering from alcoholism. Alcoholics Anonymous has started many such men on the road to recovery and has pronounced many others cured of the disease. Now remember, the title of this book is So You Think That Alcoholic Can't Be Cured. Well, I do, and I have been. On the next page, uh, an article in Greenwich by William Ryan. Uh, they would be restored to a state of receptivity and made capable of regeneration through the compelling influences of the AA Fellowship, which shows results of well over 50% of cures among alcoholics who have embraced its principles. Uh, a Pittsburgh article, Never Again's out to cure drinkers. Another page, 2,000 former addicts helping to cure others of alcoholism. And down below, then it's been learned by AA that through their personal experience, as soon as an alcoholic is cured, he immediately feels that he can control his drinking. He decides that one drink won't make it and so forth. Now, it says of the 2,000 per persons in the group, 50% have never had a relapse. 25% have had slight trouble in, the following, in following the program for recovery, while 20% who are either unable or unwilling to stop are listed as doubtful. 2,000 people, 50% cured. Next page. An article from Progress. Let it be said at the outset that there is nothing sensational in these stories, although they are filled with the drama of conflict, failure, and final release. These writers believe that there is but one cure for the alcoholic. That is the realization of his own inability to cope with his repeated failures and the recognition of the reality of that power greater than himself whom we call God to drive out his obsession. Next page. A column called Boston After Dark by George Holland. 
tremendous stimulus, which gives alcoholics and was given alcoholics anonymous by an article under date of March fourth, uh, one, the National Magazine. Jack Alexander wrote the story, and it's an absorbing review of what has happened through the efforts of, of a generous, selfless crowd of former alcoholics in curing victims of dipsomania. Next page. Drinks, drunks urge to age uh, eight others. Judge suggests chronic alcoholics in Miami form a league. And this is about Judge Kirchick of the city court. Kirchick began by calling the group's attention to a re recent magazine article about a Philadelphia organization known as Alcoholics Anonymous who claimed 90% success in rehabilitating the chronic drunkards. This group, according to the article, helps only those who admit that liquor has licked them. Their own cure is strengthened by their efforts to help other fellow victims. Next page. Addicts curable to the editor of the Herald. About six years ago, a movement was started by a couple of alcoholics, which has startled those interested in the problem by its amazing results. Based upon spiritual values, scientific knowledge, and personal experience, it has helped almost all of those with whom it has come in contact and has resulted in what one may call cures in nearly half. Isn't it interesting that these articles were gathered by the Alcoholics General Service Office and that Rick was able to buy them and that most people who are very active in AA, and I'm one of them, had never even known they existed. Here's another one, the Dayton Herald. We together. Have you heard of this movement to cure alcohol, alcoholism, which was started and run by former alcoholics? A couple of weeks ago, the Saturday Evening Post carried a story about which I wish you, you have the problem would read. I think they have something. Fundamentally, the plan is simple. The first and foremost need for the person desiring to be cured is to admit without reservation that he's an alcoholic. That may sound easy, but it isn't. I've seen and talked with hundreds of alcoholics, and I've never known but a few who would not say, I could quit if I wanted to. I don't have to drink. They, don't e they either don't realize or are loath to admit that drink has them. The ma truth of the matter is that the real alcoholic cannot quit it easily. And then a column by Beatrice Fairbanks to the Lovelorn. He is desirous of curing girl of drinking. And she wrote, It's a pretty serious thing to try to reform a man or woman with an abnormal craving for alcohol. I've heard of an organization called Alcoholics Anonymous, which has done wonders with such case, and if you'll send me an envelope, I'll give you the address. I know a number of cases where, has a, where a cure has been affected if the addict realizes that the game isn't worth the gamble. Next page, Jacksonville, Florida. Title, Local AA Chapter, Here's the Story of a Member Who Struggled Back from Dips. And on the article, 1400 on AA Wagon. Based on the premise that only an alcoholic can cure an alcoholic, 
The AA movement is attracted into its national fold around 1,400 incurable drinkers who have hopped on the wagon and stayed there. The Jacksonville unit has around a dozen members. They include banker, actor, writer, serviceman, salesman, lumberman, physician, and bookkeeper. At their meeting Tuesday, they said to a man, this is the only cure. The only way we found to help ourselves is to help other people. And the Cleveland Times of Shelby, North Carolina in 1941. Alcoholic Society. Several months ago, three prominent men in Shelby read an article in the Saturday Evening Post. Since their first meeting, approximately 20 men in the county have been attending. Near 15 of these men, who were some of the section's most notorious drinkers, have been completely cured, and others are well on the way. The writer of this article had the pleasure of attending a recent meeting and saw first-hand evidence of the remarkable progress these men are making. Many men who are citizens of Shelby have given up as lost are diligently taking their problems in hand. Now note the breadth of the cities in which these articles uh, were reported. Here's another one, Alcoholics Anonymous meet and stick to tea. Four gather for the organization session. Unabashed, they approach their one failing as a disease to be cured rather than condemned. Two-thirds of them claim they've laid the foundation for permanent recovery. More than half of us have had no relapse at all after treatment, despite the fact that we'd often been pronounced incurable. How are they cured? The method is simple. First of all, admitted they were powerless to overcome alcohol by themselves. Second, they came to believe that a power greater than themselves could restore us to sanity. And third, they made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. There is more to the cure, but that's the heart of it. Next, a New Haven article. New organization gives drunkards the will to quit. The movement began some six years ago in Akron, Ohio, where a New York boker who had succeeded in overcoming alcoholism, mostly through his own efforts, explained his ideas to an Akron physician who was considered a confirmed drunk. The Midwesterner followed the New York man's precepts and in a few months was almost completely rehabilitated. The two joined forces and began to seek and began to work entirely without recompense on other cases that were called to their attention. And when they had cured about 100 men, they wrote a book called Alcoholics Anonymous, Cured. I'm only about a fourth of the way through the book. And the time is running out. But here's an article from the San Antonio Light of 1941. Alcoholics Anonymous and Cure Selves and Others Through Great Power. The Alcoholics Anonymous operate on a single theory that only an alcoholic can cure an alcoholic. And medical authorities throughout the country allegedly admit this is true 
and that medicine and treatments can't cure a person who has become an habitual alcoholic, the organization claims. On a brash, they approached their one failing as a disease to be cured rather than condemned. Two-thirds of them, they claim, have laid the foundation for permanent recovery. Next page. Problem Drinkers, San Antonio article. Perhaps the strongest organization... Wait a minute. St. Paul. This must be uh, Minnesota. Perhaps the strangest organization in history with membership drawn from all walks of life is establishing a chapter in St. Paul. It's composed of problem drinkers. Helping others is the most important part of the cure. They aren't smug or self-satisfied, neither are they prohibitionists. The cure consists briefly of four steps. One, admitting to oneself that liquor has him licked. Two, relying for help upon a superior power, whether God or some other conception. Three, cleaning up one's private life, which means such activities as debts, making amends to family, and four, helping others to the path of sobriety. Sacramento, California. Former topers organized to aid drunkers. The movement had its inception in the East, but within a comparatively short time has spread throughout the country. The purpose is to cure of the alcohol habit those drunkards who earnestly desire to be cured. 1941. That's Sacramento, California. A June of 41 in a Hearst paper, The World Call, many practicing physicians write it off as incurable. The present movement began with an individual who had been given up by practitioners as hopeless. He was converted to religion and began to work out the practical effects of his conversion by trying to help other alcoholics. His method was found amazingly successful and has some of the professional physicians mystified. These alcoholics find that they need spiritual support and that their own cures are best secured by helping others with like afflictions. They are forming an informal group of the saved. A Pittsburgh article with the headline, Branch National Group Cure Alcoholics Formed. Next page. And now I'm just going to move rapidly through so I can cover a few of the remainder. Here's an article, Alcoholics Anonymous Find a Cure for All-Out Drinkers. Next. Once cured of drink, an alcoholic places himself at the disposal of the first confirmed drunk who conscientiously wants to lay off. A Chicago article. I went to Illinois seeking a liquor cure. A psychiatrist suggested that I drop in to the local chapter of Alcoholics Anonymous. Next, elbow benders on the wagon. And it speaks of the cured alcoholics form a fellowship. And this is San Jose, California. Next, Indiana. 
211 days ago, on New Year's Eve, five Indianapolis men who had been who had cured themselves through accepting the AA program were given their first and early press publicity and a feature story in the Star and the Oakland Tribune, Oakland, California. Alcohol victims find safe haven from group from grief. And it speaks of so successful in the main has been the self-imposed cured that now Oakland members feel a time has come to reach out to others. Next page. Alcoholics Golden Rule in the <clears throat> Los Angeles Daily. We know three men whose lives have been snarled by alcoholism. Recently, Clay climbed on the water wagon to stay. They give credit for their cures to Alcoholics Anonymous. Huntington. 45% of the cases have been cured with no relapses. Next page. Self-cure goal of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, can't read the newspaper, but I sure can read the article. Then uh, the next is more than 75% of those who have sought aid have been cured. People sometimes dispute when I talk about the fact that the original AA had a documented 50 to 75% success rate uh, in Akron and 93% documented success rate in Cleveland. Well, I can't say that newspaper articles are proof, but I can say that I'm only, again, only about a quarter of the way through this heavy collection of newspaper article pictures, and it is page after page after page of cure, page after page of the rate of cure. Uh, one even tells the story uh, at the Hotel Statler by Cleveland members that says on a business trip to Akron following his release he met another alcoholic, a physician whom he succeeded in curing. That's Bill Wilson talking. Another one. 800 former drunkards pay tribute to founders of Cure in Cleveland. Another page. Alcoholics Anonymous cuts his business. Alcoholics Anonymous has 10 answers to the cure offer. Another one. A real cure comes to the city. Another one. A tribute to Dr. Bob. Another one. Speaking of cures. Another one. Speaking of cures. Another one. Speaking of salvation. And success in completely curing 75%. And then the next page. San Jose. A progress report on the affairs of the Pennsylvania Peninsula chapter. That's California. Of Alcoholics Anonymous shows 10 former chronic drunks 
who have reached the supposedly incurable stage have stuck it out since the chapter's organization more than two months ago and considered themselves cured. And then an article, Group Has Found Success with Cure for Alcoholism. I would urge, and uh, incidentally, <laughs> this is the Providence. Uh, it's signed by Margaret R. Berger, secretary uh, at the New York Alcoholic Foundation office. And so why not go if you doubt the cure, if you doubt that it was attributed to the power of God, if you doubt that there was a 50 to 75% success rate, and if you think it was confined to some small area, just look at the articles in Illinois and California and Missouri. I'm doing that right now as I close. And Arkansas, North Carolina, New York, and they're all talking about cure and the percentage of cures and more. Connecticut, it's almost like being at a political convention. New Jersey, Hartford, San Francisco, New Jersey, St. Paul, Minneapolis, New York, Riverside, California, Kalamazoo, Michigan, Cumberland, Maryland, Mount Vernon, New York, Buffalo, Cleveland, Buffalo, Cambridge, Maryland. Picture of Bill Wilson. Yes, a picture of him in the Los Angeles newspapers. And that picture says, Founder explains how 10,000 are saved from drink. Founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, Bill, visits Minneapolis, proudly showing his picture. Some from Buffalo, some from Pontiac, Michigan, some from St. Louis, Missouri. Here's one Alcoholics Anonymous group to hear cured financier. Toledo, Ohio, Louisiana, Maryland, Toledo, Virginia, Ohio, and another part article here, part of the cure. Uh, Ohio, ex-drunkards spreading cure among other victims in secret. A clipping from New York, Hoboken, New Jersey. Those with experience talk of alcoholic cures. Kansas, ex-alcoholics toast cures in harmless drink. Cincinnati, Rochester, Toledo, Akron, Norfolk, Virginia, The Sunday Times. Another picture of Bill Wilson. No more. The above leader of AA, one of the original leaders of the movement, prefers to remain unidentified. But, of course, here's a picture of him. Uh, plain dealing. New York City. New York City. New York City. Cincinnati. Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, when people doubt that, I'm going to conclude because those are just a few, but when people conclude that because Bill once used language that a drunken lay therapist wrote, namely, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, and there is no cure, and yet at the same time, he said he was cured. Dr. Bob said they'd found a cure and that Bill was cured. And A number three said he'd been cured, and Clarence Snyder said he'd been cured, and all of these people in all of these articles across the nation said they'd been cured, and that 50% of them had been cured. 
And people say, how do you document that? Well, I'd have to call all of the founders liars, and I'd have to say that all of these newspaper articles were simply those of yellow journalists and false, and I'd have to ignore the fact that this catalog came from the General Service Office in New York, and guess what? If these clippings were gathered together around the time that Bill wrote and was trying to sell his big book, namely in the period from 1939 through, say, 1944, guess who gathered these articles and saved them for Richard Kay to purchase and be able to write this book? So you think the that an alcoholic can't be cured? I think he can be cured, and I think he can be cured by the power of God, and I think it's documented by the founders, by the articles, by the statistics themselves. And now we come to the conclusion of today's show. This show is brought to you by KHLT Recovery Broadcasting, uh, the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. And as I sign off, I urge you to uh, help support the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show and pass along to others the information you receive about Alcoholics Anonymous uh, on this show. Remember this, there's really only one important question. Can someone who is very, very sick and someone who's very, very burdened with life-controlling problems and difficulties which are the product of alcoholism, can he get well today? And the answer most assuredly is yes. All he has to do to start with is to decide that he wants to recover from alcoholism. And the rest is what the early AAs did and what you can do today if you're willing to let God do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And so, God bless to you all, and as we say in Hawaii, aloha and mahalo. Well, there you go. Uh, the research that this man has done, uh, he is the author of many, 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 many books. Uh, he does his homework, Mr. Dick B. Unfortunately, Dick is no longer with us. Uh, his son, Ken, has continued his work out of Maui, uh, Hawaii, and we wish him all the best. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man, and I'm wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.